0: Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers.
1: Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safi alongside Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom. On a non-game week, uh, but still a lot to talk about. A lot of action this week. Transfer portal opening up on Monday. Michigan seeing a couple guys go out. Michigan seeing uh, one guy come in that we'll talk about to start, and then we'll get to a little bit of basketball later on. Um, let's start with Michigan's addition: Ladarius Henderson, out of Arizona State, offensive lineman. Looks like he's going to compete at tackle here, but he played guard the last couple seasons. So he is versatile. Uh, he told me that he will play wherever Michigan wants him, uh, and, and you like to have guys like that. Michigan's had some versatile guys here over the last couple seasons, and with injuries, you know, sometimes you got to use that. Um, it was going to go to the NFL, had an invite to the East-West Shrine game, uh, and then decided that he wanted to come back. Hand injury held him out of the last six games of this season, uh, but he says he's ready to go, he's good to go, and he'll be enrolling in January going through winter conditioning uh, spring ball, um, and he's had a you know warm welcome from Michigan already. With the coaches coming down as soon as he entered the portal, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Matt Weiss, Sharon Moore, Grant Newsom, JJ's already reaching out to him. All the offensive line has reached out to him, and he said it's gone better than expected so far. But this is a pretty big addition. Uh, you know, Michigan has had success in the portal with offensive line over the last year. We've seen that with Olu Oluwatimi. Uh, And now uh, a potential tackle, you know, to kind of plug in for Ryan Hayes there.
2: Yeah. And, you know, Jeff Percy might have something to say about it, too, fellas. You know what? So uh, this is a competition and everybody knows it coming in. Now, we assumed that Olu Oluwatinny was going to take over a center because he was a Remington finalist. And guess what he did? And he was fantastic. This kid, too, Ladarius Henderson, is, is a stud from everybody we've spoken with and uh, might have been a third round pick, as high as a third round pick had he not gotten hurt. So he's probably inter- an interior lineman at the next level. But we've seen those guys like John Runyon Jr., for example, who played on the edge and were all conference tackles, moved inside on the interior of the pros and did great, but did great at their years in their years at Michigan as well. So that is what I think I would bet on him winning that job. Uh, Although I think, you know, Jeff Percy still needs to get stronger, played really well in that Rutgers game. And I think he's got a bright future. But that is from the people that we've spoken with close to it. uh, The intent is to put him at left tackle and have him compete there. Love this addition. And just goes to show you, man, it's not all about the pay for play, because I can promise you they didn't promise him any amount of money to come here. I'm sure he'll be taken care of with NIL. Don't get me wrong. But um, there are still a few guys out there like him, and I love that.
3: Yeah, and guys want to come play for this program and this offensive line because they're going to develop you and turn you into a pro, and that's what we've seen with guys last year. I think if Andrew Vistardis last year wanted to play pro football, he would have gotten a look somewhere. He decided to go elsewhere, but um, all of these guys that have come in uh, these last couple of years and played under Sharon Moore, they have taken their games to the next level, and and Henderson's a guy where – Again, uh, he's sort of to me just my early read. He's kind of in that Carson Barnhart role where he you can he can play at tackle, he can play inside at guard. He's going to factor into any number of positions there. And for a group that all you know often talks about, hey, we're just trying to find our best five. That's a guy that you know if he's one of your best five, they'll find a spot for him. So a lot of upside with it. There is virtually no downside. At worst, he's a depth piece that can come in and fill in. Um, you know, backfill a need. But I think that he probably will start. And you look at some of his tape and he certainly fits the mold. I mean, he's physical, he's tough. Uh, he's got, um, you know, he's got the the intangibles, obviously, based on uh, Clay, you, your conversation with him. But yeah, it's nice to, um, you know, a lot of times when you see this transfer portal stuff going on, it's, you know, it is sort of, there's a free agency element to it. And, and make no mistake about it, like Michigan's a beneficiary of it in this regard, but this isn't a situation where he's a guy going to play for the highest bidder or taking the, the biggest bag he can up front. This is a guy who wants to play in the NFL had an East West shrine bowl invite. And that's, I mean, that's not the senior bowl, no offense to the East West shrine bowl. It's not the senior bowl. It's not, uh, you know, guys that go there typically are kind of working their way into maybe getting camp invites somewhere. Uh, this is a guy who thinks he he can do better than that, and I think Michigan can get more than that out of him. Um, and like I said, you know, this is someone too who you know he enrolls at Arizona State at 17 years old, goes through a full offseason, and starts at left tackle early on in his career. I mean, he's he's a fit from an intangible standpoint. He's a fit from uh, you know obviously a skill set standpoint, and I'm excited to see what they can do with him.
1: Yeah, and I will say that he, he's a fit from. So many different in in so many different areas. He was a captain at Arizona State. And from my conversation with him, I strongly believe that he's excited to go somewhere where there are leaders up and down the roster. He was talking about how, you know, at times it felt like, you know, he was one of the few guys that was kind of pulling in the correct direction. Um, And and now he's going to be able to be alongside guys. He said, even on offensive line, sometimes when you're the best guy on a line, you're the one that has to give help to the guy next to you all the time. And you're never the one that receives any help from the guy next to you. And he's excited to play with those types of guys. And two, Anthony, you're right, you know, probably get drafted, at least be on a roster, he said. But his goal is not to just be on a roster. He wants to be as developed as possible when he comes in. And guess what? Throughout the season, he said he was secretly watching teams with good offensive lines like Michigan, and he's been rooting for Michigan throughout the year. Uh He said that, you know, before he even knew he was going to have a decision to make like this because the plan was to go – to the next level. And then he was like, Wait, who's the guy developing these guys? He's like, Oh, it's Sharon Moore. Uh, and then when he got, was able to meet Jim Harbaugh, he said that this guy's freaking phenomenal uh, was his words. And, and he loves all those guys and how he's going to fit in here. So I, I think it is, is a really good fit from talking to him. He just feels like one of the guys, like when you talk to Olu or Zinter or Trevor Keegan, it's that same type of thing, high IQ. They know what they're talking about. They love being part of that culture. The offensive line kind of has its own culture within the Michigan team, uh, which I think is good. And they're kind of the heartbeat of that team, especially offensively. Um, So I think he's going to be a fit there. But, yeah, we'll see how the other pieces play out. You still have potential decisions that could come from guys like Zach Center, Trevor Keegan. Uh, You also have the potential for attrition through the transfer portal. You never know. Um, So I think Michigan being proactive here and saying, hey, we're going to go get a guy. Because he's talented, and because we may have a spot here, um, I think is really good. Because you want to get out ahead of that before you see somebody leave, and then you're, you know, throwing a, a young guy in that maybe isn't ready. Michigan also trying to be a little bit proactive at some other positions. We've seen a couple offers go out: uh, Josh Cuevas, former Cal Poly tight end, FCS; uh, Josiah Stewart, former Coastal Carolina edge, uh, who was the preseason Sun Belt Player of the Year, at 12 and a half sacks as a freshman two years ago. Uh, just a few sacks this year, production a little bit down, but still looks like a talented guy at 6'2", 230, a um, little undersized there. And then the most exciting one that w- would potentially, uh, you know, and is going to be tough to get, but Fentrell Cypress second from Virginia, cornerback, former teammate of Olu Oluwatimi, connection there. He's a hot commodity right now in the portal, fellas. But, um, you know, Michigan looking at those positions, and, and those feel like the right ones to look at, given you lost a tight end in Eric All and Louie Hansen, too, for some depth there. Um, you know, edge is always if you can get a pass rusher, uh, especially if you're probably going to lose Mike Morris, then I think you always do that. And then corner is also a spot where you feel good about just about everything on the defense going into next season if things hold. But corner would be maybe the spot where you, where you need a guy there, potentially a starter, depending on what some of these guys do uh, or potentially, you know, just another guy. in because we've seen them rotate three throughout the season. Yeah.
2: And you know what? I think Cypress, he's going out to visit UCLA, I believe, Uh, Ohio State's on him. So I think DJ Turner is going to leave based on everything we've heard. Uh, Maybe Jamon Green comes back. Who knows? Um, But they're going to need some corner help. And uh, that would be certainly a big one. So you just hope it's not one of those situations where it's a highest bidder thing. And I'm certainly not saying that for the kid uh, because uh, I, you know what, I don't want to paint it that way without knowing. So, but uh, he's certainly going to have his share of suitors and Michigan's NIL needs to get up to speed anyway. So maybe this will, uh, maybe this will help, but, um, and then running back, I think you're going to see if, depending on what happens with Blake Corum. no, he's not a lock to leave. I think he's certainly, uh, you know, what depends on how quickly his rehab goes and everything else. And I think there's still a chance and that people are working on it and hopeful that he would consider, consider a return to Michigan considering how this season ended up. So, but you're going to need another running back there. Um, There's no question about it. I think CJ Stokes can improve and be a good number two guy next year, but going to need one more. So that's what we're looking at right now. Um, It'll be fascinating. You want to, you want to, Secure the guys that you can with NIL deals on your team, too. The offensive linemen are leaning that way. Um, Davis Warren is, is critical, in my opinion. It's hilarious. You know, and nobody talks about this guy, but you need that backup quarterback. I think he's a great one, or a potentially really good one. So um, we'll see what they do next here. But some big meetings coming up for NIL as well, uh, which would certainly help their efforts in the portal and with recruiting.
0: Lewis, celebrate Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers.
3: Yeah, got to unlock some of those, uh, some of the funds, so to speak. Not that you're just going to go out and spend like crazy uh, on the portal or or on the recruiting trail, but we know that things can improve there. And as far as, yeah, I would echo all the things you said about transfer portal needs. I think that even with Davis Warren, if he's able to, um, you know, you're able to kind of lock him back in. I think they probably do need another arm there. Um, You know, your injury, even to Davis Warren away from, Alex Orgy being your backup quarterback or Jaden Denegal beating your backup quarterback for next year. And no disrespect to those guys, but I think something that has been a strength for Michigan and, and something they haven't had to tap into was the last couple of years, even going back to last year, you had the lineage of Caden McNamara, J.J. McCarthy, Alan Bowman was there and has started games before. So um, if you can find a guy in the portal that, you know, has that starting experience, but it's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to the NFL. I just want that good experience down the stretch of my
1: career, I think that it would be uh, behoove them to take a look at it. What do you guys think? Uh, Alan Bowman's going to do with his final year, or if Michigan would want him back?
2: Uh, it's fair. I think you know what they could bring him back for one more year. I, although I think that they put out an offer. I think he's leaving. I, I do. That's my my feeling because I know that they're offering some guys. Um, from uh different conferences that they want to fill that role so that's my gut feeling on that one but um hey if they didn't like you know maybe you can come back and you know and celebrate his 30th birthday and at schenberg hall
1: i was gonna say at some point (laughs) you
2: might Mm -hmm. want to
1: move on i mean i'm not suggesting a lot of people go to
2: college for seven years Yeah, they're called doctors there it is thank you anthony my (laughs) old soul brethren there I'd love
1: to play football at whatever age, you know, if you can keep mm-hmm. the career going, I wouldn't blame a kid either. So uh,
2: maybe not, maybe not at 90 or 95, but you know,
1: yeah. I mean, Brady
2: will be going at that point. So yeah, there uh, you go. Let's we'll see. But uh, yeah. um, You know, the Blake Corum
1: situation I think is, is really interesting because if he does go to the NFL and, and I don't know when this decision will come either, but um, you know, then you're looking at Donovan Edwards and a group of guys that really even Saturday night, uh, against Purdue you weren't really using anybody else other than Kalel Mullings a linebacker so uh-huh. you know and I get CJ Stokes as a freshman I get Tavier Dunlap still just a sophomore. he could develop then you have guys like Isaiah Gash you know behind him as a walk-on but it's a little bit telling to me that you're Donovan Edwards and then you're a linebacker and, and give Kalel Mullings credit I think he's he's pretty good and he did a good job in that role scoring a couple touchdowns is nothing to scoff at but um you know, I think there is a pretty big need there. It doesn't look like it's going to be Braylon Allen from Wisconsin who took a little bit of a shot at Michigan fans. He's staying at Wisconsin, which is fine. I'm not going to, you know, blame somebody for not leaving their school. I, I respect these guys that are sticking it out. But when do you guys feel like this Blake Corum, you know, situation, I think he deserves time too. He just had the surgery mm-hmm. the other day, but um, with the portal being kind of a six week thing, and I know you can take kids. It's just when they enter, they can still commit for you know months and months
2: later. But
1: there's kind of a time crunch there a little bit. Um, but at the same time, you, you let him take his time. If there's a chance, he can come back.
2: Yeah, of course. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think they're working on it. I know people specifically who are. Um, that's not a guess. So, uh, you know, there there's some... I wouldn't call it fence mending, but there are some things to work out, I think with the family. And, and I think, you know, his first choice would always have been to go, you know, before this injury happened. And and it's a, it's not tragic. It's tragic if you put it in perspective and in a football perspective what happened, you know, God, you're, you're a half away from Ohio state, you know, and um, and that happens. It's ridiculous. So, but to me, I think there's a possibility and I don't think he wants to go out this way, but there are other people close to him who would probably tell him it's in your best interest. You know, if you can go through the combine or whatever, uh, and I'm not sure that's going to happen either. So we'll have an ITF extra on that at some point here coming up. So keep an eye on that. And uh, it might already be out by the time you people are watching this. So, and um, so watch that, but I would love to have him back for another year. And I think, you know, what everybody asks, what would Donovan Edwards think about it? I think he'd love it too. So, um, He's gonna be a high round draft pick. There are different ways to use him. And you know what? He, if he doesn't get you know as many carries as Donovan or as Blake Corum did and he still plays some snaps at, at receiver or something like that when Corum's there, um, i I think he'd be all for it.
3: Yeah, and also uh, just a strong tease in general, just to always be checking the Wolverine.com. Mm-hmm. So there's always uh, literally yeah. like we we not patting ourselves on the back, but Every time you refresh the website, something else is up on the message board on on the front page. So, a lot of um, you know with transfer portal stuff, with NFL stuff, with the ITF stuff. A lot of you know it's this is not break time for any of us. So, definitely be sure to keep it tuned in there. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to really add on that. I think we've kind of covered that uh, transfer portal, all that with
1: uh, the fine-tooth comb today. Plowed that ground thoroughly, as Jim Harbaugh would say. I will say this last thing on Blake Corum is I think he would have won the Heisman Trophy had he stayed healthy, which is a tough pill to swallow. I mean, obviously the same thing kind of happened to Hendon Hooker at Tennessee as well. But, Uh man, a lot of guys in Caleb Williams are probably back into the Heisman. He's had a great season, but there's no defense over there. Um, Just a weird year for the Heisman, even the fact that Stetson Bennett's out there in New York right now. But um, we'll move on to basketball in just a second before we want to Shout out our sponsors. It's still football season, even though Michigan's got a few weeks off here. Army Navy this weekend, guys. Um, And there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team than by playing daily fantasy with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. It's the best way to have action on the game in states like Michigan, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida. Texas, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States. Prize picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, not Ontario. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. This week, and some people will be listening to this after the basketball game tonight, um, and that goes for some of our conversation surrounding the team as well in just a second. But I'll take Hunter Dickinson, more than 20 and a half points against Minnesota. Then uh, Minnesota forward Jamison Battle, more than 14 and a half points. He had about he had in the 20s, I think 26 maybe, against Michigan last year. And Jet Howard is going to be guarding him. So no knock on Jet Howard, but that's, that's all really there.
2: No knock that on Jet Howard? Sure well, I'll
1: just leave it there. Jet Howard will be guarding him. I think that Jamison Battle will score more than 14 and a half points.
2: There you go. Uh, I'm taking less than with Jamison Battle since you called Chet Howard out. Uh, in fact, I just logged that pick. And uh, and I like also like Hunter Dickinson. I think they're going to be have to lean on him even more heavily now for scoring with the, you know, not that Jalen Llewellyn was tearing it up. But, you know, you got one less body out there to score. Um, I think you're going to see them play even more through Hunter Dickinson. Now he's going to have a big game tonight for Michigan.
3: Yeah, I'm going to stay with that game as well. I'm going more than eight and a half points for Terrence Williams.
2: Uh, again, talk about guys that need to step up.
3: Uh, I think that this is a good spot for him to do so. And then uh, poor Jet Howard. Sorry, uh, more than 14 and a half points for Jamison Battles. So uh, that's that's where we're at today with the prize picks. I got you,
1: Jet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, biggest supporter right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we love our friends at PrizePix. Go ahead and download the PrizePix app or visit prizepicks.com. Sign up using the code Wolverine to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. So, if you deposit $100, PrizePicks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePicks will give you $50. Don't forget that's the PrizePicks app or prizepicks.com and the code Wolverine to claim your bonus today and take the viewing of your team to the next level this season. That'll definitely, we're taking our viewing of Michigan basketball tonight. To the next level with our friends at prize picks. Um, So, yeah, that kind of leads right into Michigan's game tonight. And again, you know, some people will be listening afterwards, but Michigan on a two game losing skid. And I will say it feels very, very similar to last season in that you're going into this game against Minnesota, a bad Minnesota team might be worse than a year ago that's four and four, and you can't afford to lose this one. Now, this one's on the road. They lost at home last year, and that's why they were digging themselves out of that huge hole all season long last year because you didn't have that win. I know the UCF win when you're up 14 in the second half too uh, is obviously, was a huge loss too. Um, but as for a December 8th game, uh, it's about as important in my opinion as they come.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, everybody used to say there's no such thing as a must win game in December, you know, January or something like that. And I remember Beeline early in his career when they were playing an Illinois game at home. And they had lost a couple and I, you know, that they meet didn't, couldn't afford to. And, uh, you know, I'd put it out there that, man, you know, it kind of feels like one of those must-win games. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, piling on and everything and beeline after the game said, you know what, it was kind of, it kind of was, you know, you can't lose these games at home if you want to contend and, and if you want to win the N- or make the NCAA tournament. So this kind of feels like one of those guys, because if you lose a game like this and you're going to have to make up a, another one somewhere along the line. And as we saw last week, when we were hoping Michigan would, for the fans' sake, uh, Virginia or Kentucky, they weren't able to do it. So... Uh, here's hoping tonight, and you know, hoping it's gonna be fun to watch Doug McDaniel get some extended run. And you know, that's one. I guess there, there are no positives when a kid blows out his knee like Jalen Wallen did, but at least you do get to see Doug. Doug McDaniel's gonna get some needed experience because he is supposedly the future at that position here for the next three years, and clearly this year as well. Now,
3: yeah, to echo that, Michigan has somewhat resisted developing its point guard of the future the last couple years with how they've dipped into the transfer portal. Now, obviously guys like David to Julius and Frankie Collins transferring out don't help that, but now they kind of have to by necessity. Uh, this is going to be the Doug McDaniel show and it's not. Um, you're there are going to be ups and downs. He's a true freshman. He's going to drive the fans crazy because he's going to turn over the basketball. He's going to take ill-advised shots, but at this point, that's you need him to work all that out he was getting about 15 minutes a game he probably comes close to doubling that now um just because they don't have another ball handling guard on the roster I mean Kobe Bufkin will probably get some run there I'd assume Jet Howard brings the ball up the court like they have guys that can do that but in terms of pure point guard you don't have a pure backup point guard anymore so um just as far as this team goes in general I I I know their losses to Virginia and Kentucky, but I am just so disappointed with what I've seen so far because in year four of Juwan Howard, we shouldn't be sitting here talking about, Oh golly, uh, the effort was just so commendable against those teams. Now this is a program that has been to what is it? Five straight sweet 16s and has um, you know, made a habit out of competing for big 10 championships and national championships and, You've lost uh, three games now that have all been, at least when you look at Kempom, tier A opportunities to get signature victories. And this one against Minnesota is, I have no issues calling it a must win because if you can't beat this team, um, you know, there's already given that loss they had to Arizona State and a couple of these losses they've had in the last week or so, you have to start not only win the games you're supposed to, but steal games that you're probably not supposed to, which luckily for them, they're in the Big 10. And every single night is kind of an opportunity to do that. So um, they have to find a way to win this Minnesota game. They'll have nine days off after that. Come home and play Lipscomb. So you would think they'd be able to take care of business in that regard. But uh, to get this one, I think is the most important one they've had at any point because we saw, you know, that Minnesota loss last year really affected them the rest of the season in terms of, you know, grabbing on to one or you know one or two more victories that could have strengthened their positioning uh, come tournament time. So I don't see an NCAA tournament team right now. I see young pieces that are intriguing that still need to grow together. Uh, Doug McDaniel will allow all of them to grow together. And you know I would think the bones of this basketball team will be back next year as well. So it's not only equity now, but it's equity built for the future as well. And, you know, I don't want to punt on this season and say that they can't get to a tournament. I still think they can, but I don't see it right now.
1: Yeah. That's fair. I will push back a little bit on the must win because of what we saw last year is kind of that formula, but it's a must win if you want to stay out of a huge hole that you're going to have to dig yourself out of the rest of the season. We saw that, and it even came out of that Ohio State game without Hunter Dickinson a year ago on, I believe, March 1st down in Columbus, and they somehow pulled that out with a great performance from Devontae Jones. So it it took a lot to get even just as an 11 seed. Uh, And you're right, I'm not for moral victories either. But I will say, I have seen some progress over the last two games. And if they can carry that on to tonight, take care of business against a team that even though Michigan has not been good, should beat, uh, you know, even in their barn uh, over at Williams Arena, then I think Michigan, uh you know, should and, and can and probably will do that even without Jalen Llewellyn. Um, but that injury is going to test, I think, everything beyond just Doug McDaniel, because Doug McDaniel moves over. Can he play over 30 minutes a game? I don't think that's ideal for Michigan. So Kobe Bufkin's going to have to run some point. What does that mean? Jet Howard moves up to the two more. What does that mean? Isaiah Barnes and Joey Baker play more minutes. Uh, potentially Will Cheddar if you go a little bigger. Um, there's a lot of kind of ripple down effect, I think, to this injury that's going to make it interesting to see how Michigan deals with it. And you're already talking about a team that has been tinkering a lot with the lineups and a lot of questionable lineups, in my opinion. Um, so now they're going to be, you know, more understandably, a little bit more questionable lineups, but they still got to figure that out. And they still got to figure out how to be productive for 40 minutes. You can't have these lulls when the backups are in, in the middle of a half or whatever, but uh, we'll see how they, how they do it. You know, Michigan's had struggles throughout the Jawan Howard era for, you know, months at a time. Remember the January, his first year was just terrible, but then they come out of it and look like a good team. Um, So it's not impossible, but yeah, I think they're right now on the fringe of being a tournament team. They're outside of the top 100 in the net rankings that came out this week, the first edition. Don't want to be there. Uh, you got to move up, and and tonight would be a big opportunity. But anything else uh, before we head out of here and uh, send the people on their way?
2: No, uh, just excited for the playoff, and uh, enjoy your weekends, guys. Watch Army-Navy. Go go Navy. So Go Army. um, That's bullshit. But anyway, no, it's going to be, it'll be fun. You know what? It'll be fun to be a football fan on Saturday. And we can all agree that whichever one wins, you know, we're all proud Americans. That's true. Yeah. So, and thank you to our military football players, whatever. So there you have it. Whatever.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just just a rousing, palpable amount of patriotism
1: coming
0: out. I was waiting
2: to hear the the Star-Spangled Banner playing in the background, but Hutch dropped the ball. Yeah, where's um, our producer in times like this? Come on, I know it. Where's the flag, man? Come on, He's brother. Shaking his head. Man. Yeah, <laughs> my
3: grandfather was in the army, so go army, of course. There you I go. Have been
2: on record too, but have there friends
3: in the navy and have been in the navy, so shout out to everyone. Shout, Love out, all shout, yep. shout out to all troops America. Yeah. Shout out to Anthony
1: known lover of all troops. Anthony. Bruce. That's right. So, uh, that's right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, enjoy the weekend, everybody. That's our show. Make sure to drop a like if you're watching on YouTube on the video. Subscribe to the channel as always. We're climbing quickly towards twenty thousand. Uh, We appreciate all of you there. Head to TheWolverine.com. $10 gets you premium access over there until next football season. So great deal. Take advantage of that. Not going to last long. Uh, Go and do that. And go Army, beat Navy